Hello, everybody. It's been a while, but I assure you we are still reading the Bible. <laughs> hey there, Casey. Hey, what's up? Nothing much. You didn't start with your, like, regular groan. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I figure I've had enough rest from this particular thing that, I mean, we can... Yeah. You know, I don't... I, uh, groans will, will commence next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough couple weeks. Well, busy. Few weeks, I guess. I was sick for two full weeks, um, so that's why we didn't have it for two weeks ago, or the last two weeks, and then we had... <laughs> Faithless Forum, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're back. We had an awesome time at Faithless Forum. I mean, if you were at Faithless Forum and you watched my shit for some reason still, uh, <laughs> you know, let us know in the comments right now. Yeah. But that's not what we're here for today. Today we're here, we're, we are here to talk about the Bible. Yes. And I made notes, as I usually do. Yes, I'm they, sure that they're spot on. Oh, they are. What, mean, what they, is it? Exactly. What is it? Dead on balls accurate? Yeah. Or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Anyways. So, um, basically we're still going through the laws today, so there's not going to be much like it's all, it's all very bureaucratic red tape kind of stuff, you know, like, uh, stoning spiritual people as well as blasphemers. Uh, you, you know, you know, those good things that Christians do all the time now. Well, these are Jews, of course. So, um, I, but I mean, Christians, I mean, I don't see any reason why Christians can't like stone the fuck out of people. Uh, also, if you violate the Sabbath with either plowing or any other way. Yes, definitely. You, you, you aren't allowed to plow on the Sabbath. No plowing on it. We want to stress this. No plowing on the Sabbath guys. And this is on Saturdays, not Sundays. Remember, cause this is the if, old Testament. So it's Jew Sabbath, right? If you are caught mid coitus, you will be stoned <laughs> to, to death. death. Mm-hmm. All of the townspeople will gather in your bedroom and you will be stoned. Yep, Not the but- good kind of stoned, the bad one where you're dead at the end. Yes, and before they stone you, they're going to put their hands all over you. So if you're naked, that might be a little awkward. I don't know. The men might like it Maybe. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, depending on who's on top. <laughs> uh, then we have more Sabbath rules that tell you how you can, you know, what for what various reasons you can kill people. Um, and then we have baby penis tips, the quality of sacrifices, because God don't want no inbred tiger or lamb or anything <laughs> like that going on. And then he also gives some conquest instructions, because that's going to be good for all time. These conquest instructions age well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, like going into a land and making sure the priests get all the good shit while the other people get all like the ingrown, I don't know, lambs. The lambs can have ingrown things, can't they? I I know nothing about lambs. Okay. Except for they're delicious. <laughs> yeah. Notice how she said that I am not wrong about any of this, guys. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're going to go through the actual things, but, you know, we're getting... eh, It's pretty close. What's up, heathens? I hope that you guys are doing awesome. I'm doing pretty awesome today. Casey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hi, (laughs) y'all. Well, you know, like we said before, we're going to be going through, you know, basically... Uh, when it's appropriate to cut off the tip of a peanut, baby penis. So, uh, Casey, where are we starting off with today? Well, baby, baby penises no. or stoning for completely ridiculous reasons? Stoning for completely ridiculous reasons. Oh, of course, we're going to start 
and end with stoning for ridiculous reasons. And there's some stoning in the middle. So uh, it's framing guys. I know. This is, we're starting to do the more storytelling thing. Something the Bible can't do. Well, to be fair, this isn't actually the Bible in any kind of order, because if you recall, we're in the section where it's the laws. So we're going through the laws by category, right? In um, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. Right. Yeah. So we've got okay. laws from all of those and they're categorized. Um, so we're going to start off with laws against false spiritualists. So you have witchcraft and divination. When you enter the land, the Lord your God is giving you, you know, the land of milk and honey, right? Oh, that milk and honey. We love the <laughs> land of milk and honey. Do you think like in the land of milk and honey, could it possibly be that the milk and the honey both come out of trees? Neither of those things come out of trees. Uh, well, but that's I mean, syrup. We're not Canadian. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, you're walking through the land of milk and honey. You see a tree and you have one of those like keg like taps. Yeah. And you just sort of stab the tree in the heart with it. And then you turn it on and you either get milk or honey. I mean, that couple things, couple oh. things. Trees don't have hearts. You don't know that. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, no, what second, the Bible says. Second thing, second thing, you tap trees, not all trees, maple trees, to get syrup. There's no honey in trees. Bees make honey. Milk is from cows. I'm just going off what the Bible says here. I mean, it's the land of milk and honey. I don't know how else we're supposed to get milk and honey just out of the land. I don't know. But do you know how I learned about tapping maple trees for syrup? How? From one of my favorite Canadians. Apologia, Shannon, or Godless Cranium. Shannon! Hi, <laughs> Shannon. I know you're listening. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. She probably forgot about this particular podcast. She didn't. She loves the Daily Bible podcast. Oh, okay. If she you're does. Shannon Q, comment right now. <laughs> we'll know if you do because we watch this shit like hawks. <laughs> yeah, so John can jump people's asses about stuff. <laughs> and I can just tell people to go fuck themselves. All right. Anyway, so do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. So basically when you go into the land, you are not allowed to learn their religion. You're not allowed to learn their rituals, their, um, their traditions or anything like that. You're supposed to just but not even ignore them all, condemn them all and don't learn shit about them. Just fuck everything they do up, destroy all their icons, icons, Yes, icons is the plural of icon. I know, but like I say it and I just think of all this shit on your desktop and not like, you know, golden statues. Icons are just representations of other things. I know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire. So, like, if somebody throws their kid in a fire pit, you're supposed to kick them out of town. That seems reasonable, I guess, right? Yeah, but, I mean, of course, you get to stone those little shits if they talk back. I mean, that's <laughs> just – that's okay, but, you know, burning them in a pit of fire for another god, that's just uh, – Yeah, ridiculous. but that's like a ritualistic thing. So, like, don't do that. Don't do that and don't let anybody stay among you who does that. So – Kill all those people, right? Kill them, sons of bitches. Mm -hmm. 
you have to make sure there are no people among you who practice divination or sorcery. Uh, no one who interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritualist, or who consults the dead, which kind of makes me wonder about Jesus. But that's not where we are right now. Well, I mean, I think that the prophets or whatnot are excluded from it, but it is kind of curious how the Bible sets it up perfectly so that like prophets can be killed. Like, because Jesus of course is based off a lot of old Testament miracles. Uh, one of those miracles is like the, uh, raising of the dead. Uh, not only does he himself raise from the dead with the help of his other half, I guess God, but, um, he also performs, uh, that miracle on Lazarus in a couple of the gospels. Well, actually John's the gospel where it John is the gospel where he actually raises Lazarus. And then actually, I believe it's either Matthew or Luke that mentions a different Lazarus. So they're confused as to who Lazarus is in the gospels. But, um, but yeah, no, the whole necromancy and spiritualism and blasphemy laws and whatnot makes it, it nearly impossible for you to actually have a prophet that survives after the first time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, so, and I know, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that there are two separate Lazaruses, um, Lazari, Lazari, Lazari. <laughs> I feel like that's like a new laser that'll be coming out. Like get your Lazari now. Um, <laughs> uh, because the name Yeshua, Jesus, Joshua, whatever, uh, was such a common name then that one in 30 people were named it. Well, yeah, and the reason why, though, was because Yeshua was a prophetic name in right. Judaism. So, I mean, pretty much all of the Jewish mothers was like, no, my kid's special. His name's Yeshua. You get it <laughs> fucking right, okay? Did you see him when he cut the tip off of his dick? Didn't even cry. Yeah. So, anyway, back to where we are. Um, anyone who does these things, you know, all the sorcery, witchcraft, casting spells, shit, talking to dead people, um, they're detestable to the Lord. And because of these detestable practices, the Lord, your God will drive these, these nations out before you, you must be blameless before the Lord, your God. Which is kind of interesting because I mean, that kind of insinuates that you have to constantly be begging forgiveness, like every yes. minute of your life. Yes. Because I mean, what if you offend God? Yes. You know, in, in the last few moments and you don't get a chance to beg for forgiveness before you see him in heaven. Then you go then, straight to hell. Yeah. He flips that switch and your ass is burning. Yeah. He don't give a shit. No, he doesn't. Mm -mm. So the nations you will dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery. So the nations that the Israelites dispossess, listen to those who practice sorcery and divination. But as for the Israelites, the Lord has told them they are not permitted to do so. Okay, so the next one, this is an Exodus. Uh, it's actually verse 22 or chapter 22, verse 18. Do not allow a sorceress to live. That's it. That's the whole verse. <laughs> I wonder what they deem as being sorcery. You know, I mean, I'm just kind of curious, like, what is sorcery like to these people? I mean, is it just like you're an old woman and you got that crooked fucking nose and, <laughs> you know, you're like, I shall cast a spell upon you. And it's like, bitch, I don't think so. And then you fucking stoner. Like, I mean, is that, is that the thing? Because well, so, otherwise hocus pocus would have been over before it began. Yeah. I'm just saying. So 
I would argue that in the story, Moses was a sorcerer because he made shit happen out of nowhere, right? Appeared to. Appeared to. And um, you remember the Egyptians had their best sorcerers and whatever come out and repeat the same thing that Moses did and tried to do that every time? There was a plague. You remember that? Yeah, I remember it. So, like, I would argue that Moses could be viewed as a sorcerer. Well, it's interesting that you say that because it makes me think that maybe, like, around this time, <laughs> that there was just a whole bunch of, like, dumbass Jews that were going around being like, I'm a sorcerer, too. I can do it just like Moses. And, like, <laughs> they, they like, slam a staff, like, in the middle of water and it doesn't do anything. It's like, all right, listen, Jebediah, we got we to gotta do something about these goddamn dumbasses out here. I f- can we write it in there to where we could stone the fuck out of these motherfuckers? <laughs> I feel like this is how they got rid of the like idiot youtubers of the time (laughs) (laughs) or like the johnny knoxville's what was that show called oh uh camp camp kill yourself no the one well yeah well okay so there's camp kill yourself that's before jackass jackass that's the show i feel like this is how they got rid of the jackass people this motherfucker is a sorcerer kill him like that would be Nice, right? Right. (laughs) Okay, next. In Leviticus, which, yeah. Death for spiritualists. A man or a woman who is a medium or spiritist, spiritist among you uh, must be put to death. You are to stone them and their blood will be on their heads. Not hands, heads. But still, basically you can kill them and it isn't your fault. Don't feel bad about it. It was their fault. They did it. Wait, which head exactly? I mean, you're already cutting a tip off of the dick. At well, this one is point. a man or a woman. Oh, okay, so not that head. Got it. It's the okay. God, you are always thinking about dick. You know what? Put this fucking unicorn horn on your head. Every time you say dick, I'm going to make you put the unicorn horn on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you think that's a punishment, but it's really not. <laughs> yeah, I saw that you wore it uh, during the Q and A section of your stream on Friday. Oh yeah, that be, that I mean, I was a fabulous unicorn, so you know. You were. I promised somebody. I don't remember who that I would make you a rainbow tutu like headdress so you can be a fabulous lion anytime you want. You a know, fabulous gay lion anytime yeah, you want. Fabulous gay lions yes. would be awesome. Yeah. Okay, are we moving on? Yes, let's let's do it. Okay. False prophets and dreamers. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a miraculous sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder for which he has spoken takes place and he says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. So... If a, if a prophet says it and it happens, but it's about another God, you're not allowed to listen. Okay? Let's get that straight real quick. We're going to continue. You, you know, this seems like such a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. So, the Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. 
It is the Lord your God you must follow, and Him you must revere. Keep His commandments and obey Him. Serve Him and hold fast to Him. The prophet or dreamer must be put to death because he preached rebellion against the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. He has tried to turn you from the way the Lord your God has commanded you to follow, and you must purge the evil from among you. Oh, shit. Like, purge Zen, like, you have 24 hours to do whatever (laughs) the fuck you want to. I mean, I feel like they could kill anybody anytime they wanted to, and it would be fine as long as they said, God said to do it, and then they did it. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just standard Jew things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Israelite things. Uh, Well, I mean, so they're not Jews yet. They're just Israelites at this point. Yeah. That's still kind of (laughs) Jewy. She just shook her head. That's all she did. Okay. So in Deuteronomy, now this is that that false prophet dreamer thing was in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 13. So in Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter 18, we talk about the Messiah and the true prophet. So the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers. And I think it's interesting that he uses the word brothers. Let's talk about this for a minute, okay? Okay. So people talk about proof of Jesus's existence based on his brother, James. Right. This is Galatians one nineteen. Yes. Uh, for you that uh, know, you, ha- you dig- diligently have your Bibles open right now. <laughs> and in most, okay, in, in Protestant religions, most people most of the Protestant religions consider um, Jesus to have had siblings that Mary and Joseph would have had children. um, And Joseph probably would have had children with other women as well, likely. Right. Right. Um, And Jesus would have had blood siblings. Well, not from Joseph because Joseph was his dad, but anyway, Mary's kids, um, he would have blood siblings. However, Catholic, uh, dogma is that Mary was a perpetual virgin, which means she didn't have sex before Jesus was born and she didn't have sex after Jesus was born, that Jesus had no biological siblings, right? And this is in Catholicism. So in the Bible, when they use the word brother for James, many people argue there's no reason that they would have used the word brother. They would have used follower or this or that if he wasn't Jesus's biological brother. And I know a lot of the Christians decide to dismiss the Old Testament, but you can't do that. And Jesus says so. (laughs) So here they say, the Lord your God will raise up for you, a prophet like me from among your own brothers, using brothers to mean from your people, your community. Yeah. And this is not the only time they do this in the Bible. They do it everywhere in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the side that says, well, first of all, I don't think Jesus ever existed, but that's a whole nother conversation. James was not Jesus's biological brother. Well, no, J- not only was James a common name around at that time, uh, you also have the fact that it's part of Paul's theology, which Paul is the one that wrote about this, James, 
part of Paul's theology is that everybody that is a Christian is indeed a brother uh, and sister of the Lord. Right. And so... And they would use brother. I believe that, I believe that early Christians would use brother because they were Jewish Christians. They were born Jews. They were raised Jews and now they're Christians. That they would use brother in the same context as the Jewish people would use brother in their scripture, which is the Old Testament. In the, right. in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. Uh, and they, they would have. Uh, I mean, this whole idea of being like brothers in a religion or having that familial connection is not uncommon to religions in general. No. Prior to uh, Christianity and, uh, you know, obviously around the time of Judaism, you had several religions that would, uh, you know, refer to other people within the religion as brother and sister. It was just, it's just a way of, you know, controlling a group of people and, and, you know, providing that community that they normally have. Well, and in fact, um, in, um, in some Protestant religions, they call their, uh, ministers brother. Um, my grandmother went to a Southern Baptist church and I went with her when I was a kid and their minister was brother Mark. So that's another way in which somebody is not your biological brother, but is referred to as your brother. Um, and brother is also used in Islam. Now, Islam is 600 years younger than Christianity, but even so, the Abrahamic religions and probably others, but I'm most familiar with Abrahamic religions, use brother in not a familial sense. Well, right. And just to be clear, I, 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 I'm not going to speak for KC, but for me, the 119 is uh, the reference to uh, James, the brother of, of the Lord, is not definitive enough to actually uh, be evidence for or against like Jesus having brothers and whatnot. Uh, I, I believe that it's very much like indifferent. Well, I I agree. I just have to you have to look at how they use words in these in these writings and if they use a word in a specific sense throughout the entire book and then one time, well maybe not just one time, they probably used it other times, but like I mean Aaron was Moses's biological brother, but throughout the Bible they use brothers. Um and brother and sisters in a communal sense versus a biological one. Right. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, sorry for the sidebar, but uh, we had to, I just had to point that out there. Okay. So you must listen to him that we're back to the Messiah. If the Lord, your God will raise, raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers, you must listen to him for this is what you asked of the Lord, your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly. When you said, let us not hear the voice of the Lord, our God, nor see this great fire anymore, or we will die. The Lord said to me, what they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command him. If anyone does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name, I myself will call him to account. So I have to wonder. It, it, I, I know exactly where you're going with this. Okay. Was it just his words that they put in his mouth? <laughs> that is not where I was going with it this. It was his glory. And we all know what that reference is, okay, people? Here's here's your unicorn horn. <laughs> He's wearing the unicorn horn. Okay. You have to wear it for the next 
for the next section. You can take it back off. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get that far. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's my question: How would you know, like, if a false prophet says something and it comes true, versus a real prophet says something and it comes true? How would you know? Or if a false prophet says something and it doesn't come true, then. I mean, obviously, they're not a real prophet, except maybe they were just wrong once. Here's the definitive way, okay? Okay. Black light on the face, and you will be able to see God's glory. You just added another passage. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I wouldn't make it. (laughs) Oh, so in Deuteronomy 18 here, let's continue. Test for false prophets. A prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded him to say, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods must be put to death. So I, I love the censorship here, right? Well, also, also, I love how it, there's like no, there's, there's no, like, uh, I don't know, median between it, like median between, oh, don't do nothing to them, and then they kill them. Like there's no, there's legit no median between there. It's not no. like oh, well, escort the young man out of town. It's like no, nope, you got to stone that motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, he, he believes in a different god. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or if another god spoke to him, because admitted, I mean, it, it's admitted through the. Bible by God and by the people that there are other gods that people worship, right? Right. So it's just like you're not allowed to learn about them. You're not allowed to talk about them. You're not allowed to speak their name. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. And it's like, God damn, how insecure do you have to be? You know what? God (laughs) seems like the bitchy, jealous, insecure wife, right? Of the Israelites. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. he, he definitely is the insecure wife of the Israelites. Because it's like, wait, did you talk to another god? You talked to, you said hi to another god? Motherfucker. Did you hug him? Did did they give you their phone number? Did you sleep with them? You know what I mean? It's, just, it's so ridiculous. I don't even understand it. Like, to me, this kind of god, the god that they describe in their Bible, would not be that way. Would need to be. (laughs) You just got me thinking about like God walking in, seeing one of his followers, and being like, "You've been fucking with that other God, hadn't you? You done sucked his dick, Mm -mm, mm -mm, motherfucker. I don't play that game. Get the fuck out of here. You getting stoned? Yeah. Okay. So are you ready to move on to blasphemy? Oh, let's do it. Okay. So. Well, just a reference here. This is what Jesus was accused of when the... um, uh, Romans. Well, no, no, no. The Jewish elders. Yeah, the Jewish elders. I can't think of what they're fucking called. It's, I don't know, they got like a cabal or something. (laughs) Um, It's the Jewish elders. This is what they use to get Jesus killed, basically. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Which which is interesting because the Jewish elders didn't really need the Romans to kill Jesus for no. blasphemy. True. But we're going to get into that with oh. the rules. Okay. So, 
because this isn't an actual like King James Bible or whatever, it's the 365 daily Bible thing. Okay. There are little gray boxes. We've talked about them before at the beginning of certain sections that have like explanations. Right. I think we need to go through these a little bit. The more. gray boxes. Yeah. Uh, just even just mentioning them because it gives great counter apologetics because then you know exactly how they're going to respond to things. Yeah. It is really interesting because there's tons of apologetics in these little gray boxes. So laws re- regarding blasphemy. Gray box. Respect for the sovereign of the universe is of utmost importance. Well, I mean, of course, you got to respect the hydrogen and the helium, <laughs> uh, the uh, lithium. I mean, all of those guys out there are really solid dudes. You should be stoned. Well, I mean, that's not legal here in Alabama yet. Um, maybe one day when it's like nationally legalized. I don't know. I'll- maybe if you used. Like, if you use the Bible to say that's why you did it. Did what? Not get stoned. Yeah, get stoned. Oh, we were talking. God damn. (laughs) We were talking about totally different things here. I was like, would that work in court? You should be killed. (laughs) (laughs) As you would say, you should be killed. Killed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not the skirt. (laughs) Well, it's not a skirt. It's a kilt. Anyway, let's move on. So that's all it says in the gray box. Respect for the sovereign of the universe is of utmost importance. So basically, you have to respect this motherfucker, no fucking questions, right? So in Deuteronomy... Well, I do I do want to point out on a serious note that anything that tells you you can't question or criticize or whatever, whatever aspect of the organization that you're in, if you can't criticize it or anything... Or question it. Or question it, you should definitely start questioning it because they're obviously hiding something from you. Yeah. They don't want you to know something right. and just yeah run <laughs> run run okay so in deuteronomy um you shall not misuse the name of the lord your god for the lord will hold anyone um, the lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name oh okay okay the next one is in exodus do not blaspheme god all right. Obviously. I mean, you can't have people out there saying, fuck you, God. And, it, you know. Well, it's like, you know, when people say, God, I am. Mm-mm. Nope. Well, I'm kind of wondering if somebody like, let's say a druid or some other kind of pagan is out there and he's like, fuck your God. Like, do they stone him? Like, is he applicable to, to these laws? Or Yes. Well, I guess, I mean, he like. Because they're not allowed to let anybody like that live among them. And right. if somebody lives among them and says shit like that, yes, they're absolutely allowed to kill them. Well, and if they meet somebody of another religion, they would immediately stone and kill them. Yeah. So, I mean. I mean that's what they've done so far in the whole fucking book. Yeah, I don't know why they would stop now. But I don't anyways. either. Okay. So, in Leviticus, this is a case of blasphemy. So, this is a little story they're going to tell you, right? So, you know not to fuck up. <laughs> now, the son of an Israelite mother and an Egyptian father went out among the Israelites, and a fight broke out in the camp between him and an Israelite. So, this, this son is half Israeli, half Egyptian. Right. Okay. Um, the son of the Israelite woman blasphemed the name the name, capitalized name, with a curse. So they brought him to Moses. Um, His mother's name was Shelomith, the daughter of Debri the Danite. 
<laughs> I don't know why this. The, the Danites. From the tribe of, of Dan. Dan. <laughs> that laid back motherfucker that likes getting stoned every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So they put him in custody until the will of the Lord should be made clear to them. So, you know, they put him in prison and then they got to be like, okay, wait for God to tell us what to do, right? Can, can you imagine them sitting there waiting? It's like, all right, God, we're waiting. And then all of a sudden a stone comes out of the air and knocks them upside the head. And they, <laughs> they're just like, well, the Lord has spoken, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Stone this motherfucker! <laughs> well, so, at this time, because uh, we are in, what did I say, Leviticus? Yeah, we're in Leviticus. So, at this time, God talks through Moses, right? So, the Lord said to Moses, take the blasphemer outside the camp. All those who heard him are to lay their hands on his head, and the entire assembly is to stone him. Say to the Israelites, if anyone curses his God, he will be held responsible. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord must be put to death. The entire assembly must stone him. Whether an alien or native-born, when he blasphemes the name, he must be put to death. Then Moses spoke to the Israelites, and they took the blasphemer outside of the camp and stoned him. The Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses. So, the Lord commanded them to kill somebody just because they said, fuck God. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that I would be stoned, like, literally stoned as soon as they saw me. It's like, oh, I recognize that motherfucker. <laughs> I oh, seen his ass on YouTube. Yeah, I did. And he says, fuck God, all the time. Yeah. Guys, get your stones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the laws regarding blasphemy. So now we're going to talk about laws requiring dedications. All right, and we're going to go back to a gray box, right? Which we need to find a name for these. Apologetics 101. All right. <laughs> uh, to instill a proper sense of priorities and gratitude, God gives various laws demanding gifts of both the first and the best of things. These gifts are to be used in support of the spiritual work of the priests and Levites and to assist in the benevolence for those who have special needs. Honey? What? You smell that? Oh, yeah. It's it's called bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the priests are slinging a lot of it right now. Yeah. Can, so you, can you imagine convincing that crowd? It's like, yes, the Lord has commanded you get that he gets all of the good shit and you get the bad shit. Oh, well, how is the Lord going to consume it? Well, we are going to consume it for the Lord. On behalf of. On, right. on, yeah, on behalf of the Lord. So, I mean, it's going to go to the Lord. Y'all don't have to worry about it, but we get the first picks, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At that point, you should be like, this, this smells fucky. Well, it's an interesting way for a group of people to uh, to maintain power over another group of people, and that's what religion is all about. Honestly, it's a, it's a certain a certain upper class, right, higher class of people, ensuring that they maintain power over the rest of the population. And the easiest way to do that is to manipulate these people into thinking that they are going to be eternally tortured if they don't listen to them. And here's the deal. Nobody can prove that they're not going to be. Nobody can prove that they are. But nobody can prove that they're not going to be. So just in case shit, 
like most people are going to follow, right? Right. I would love to know like what else people have said in the past where they're like, ah, but you know what? If you don't follow my religion, then a uh, you know pink elephant will tickle you to death down <laughs> in uh, Candyland. Yeah, and it's like it's like oh shit! I didn't know the pink elephant was serious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like this is insurance. Like <laughs> this is a way that people essentially buy insurance on their soul, right? They, which I don't believe in souls. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. So I don't get shit in the comments. I'm just saying from the perspective of a religious person, if you're going to make sure that you aren't tortured for eternity, religion, whichever one I say you pick, but really you're not picking your parents or your geographical location, wherever you live, your society around you is picking for you, right? Uh, because if somebody, like if I was born in the Middle East, I would not have been raised Catholic. I would have been raised Muslim, right? So, um, it, well, most likely, at least in the time I was born, because earlier in the, like earlier on in, um, history, the primary religion in the Middle East was Christianity, not Islam. But Anyway, I, I digress. Um, so this is insurance for their eternal soul, right? Uh-huh. I call insurance in case shit. So that's what they're doing. And th- I get it, I guess. But I get it for a population of people who are not advanced or educated like we are now. I really don't understand the purpose of religion anymore. Really, I think it's just so ingrained into our society at this point that people have a hard time breaking away from it. Again, because they're scared. What if, right? Anti-theism. <laughs> I'm anti-theist too, in case anybody wonders. Yes. <laughs> I don't hate religious people, but I do hate religion, and I hate what religion does to people. So... I think the world would be way better off without it. There is nothing that religion does for humanity that we can't do without it. Not a damn thing. True. So let's get back to the list of reasons why religion is no longer a valid way to govern people. Requiring dedications, right? The firstborn for God. You must give me the firstborn of your sons. Do the same with your cattle and your sheep. Let them stay with their mothers for seven days, but give them to me on the eighth day. Oh, this is the baby penis tips. Yeah. Um, so, yes, circumcised on the eighth day. But to me, it's like when I read this, I'm like, what does God have some big fucking giant baby daycare? Like, what do you hand it over? You're like, here's my firstborn son. And God's like, oh, I have a bunch of fucking babies. Who changes all their diapers? The Levites? I don't think so. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I like how it's like they got to stay with them seven days. Yeah. You know, the magic number seven. As if a baby is capable of living without its mother. Well, right. Or or maternal care. Right. Well, I mean, I guess that's probably sexist. A man can take care of a newborn baby just as easily. Well, just as all, well with formula. All of the men right now are like, shh, don't say that shit. I know. <laughs> um, but I like how you got how the baby has to stay with the mother for seven days, and then on the eighth day, you're going to force them into a religion that they could in no way like consent to being part of that religion or whatever. You're just boom. Fuck your fucking Jew right now, okay? Yeah. Shh, quit bitching your Jew. <laughs> 
Well, and Wait, Christi- that's all we do. Christians do the same with baptism. I mean, this and and Catholics and Catholics are Christian. Anybody who says Catholics aren't Christian, full of shit. Moving on. Catholics um, have baptism, first communion, and first communion's in like what second second grade, first second grade, and then confirmation. Uh, when they're still like super young, like I don't understand confirmation is when you're supposed to be able to know enough about Catholicism and know enough about God and about the Bible and about everything else to be able to make a decision on your own at the age of reason, which is seven according to Catholicism. Well, yeah, I mean, we uh, we know the reasons for that. I mean, without that particular notion, I mean, this fucking wouldn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make sense to adults. I don't know how a child would decide. Well, no, I don't know either, but what I'm saying is age like seven like makes sense because of the whole magical number of seven. Just like here, it only makes sense because magical number of seven. Right. Okay, so moving on, proper substitutes. Because if you remember <clears throat> when they took the first census of the the first count of the Israelites, it was essentially a census, and they counted all the people over 20. The firstborns were given to God. Well, during the second census, they were allowed to redeem their firstborns by the Levites being given to God. And they were short. Remember, they were short, like, I don't know, 800 something. They were, they were yeah. short uh, Levites to firstborns. So the leftover people had to pay silver basically to redeem their child and get them back, whatever the fuck that means. But even, even so you can't put the tip of the dick back on. So I don't know what difference it makes. I don't know. A little bit of duct tape here and there. <laughs> I'll be okay. Some fucking super glue. Nice. <laughs> Actually, super glue makes really great. Like, like if you get a dip pretty deep cut, you can get super glue and yes, fill it and, and your body will absorb it because it's made out of natural materials or something. Yeah, but when you get it on your skin, man, it will don't fuck. don't put it on your dick. I'm just or your baby's dick. Disclaimer: because our lawyers is like, I mean, they're looking at the books right now. Like, nope, he can't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Okay, so proper substitutes. The first offspring of every womb belongs to me, including all the first, including all the firstborn males of your livestock, whether from the herd or flock. Redeem the firstborn donkey with a lamb, so you can keep the firstborn donkey, but you got to give me a lamb instead, which is fine because lambs taste better anyway. I, actually, I wouldn't know. I've never eaten donkey, but. I'm going to go back to lambs are delicious. Um, so if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem all of your firstborn sons. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what the fuck? Break yeah. its neck? Yeah. For, if you, for what again? If you, don't, if you don't redeem your firstborn donkey with a lamb, because you're not supposed to give the Lord a donkey, you're supposed to keep the firstborn donkey and give the Lord a lamb instead. Okay, so basically, if you have a firstborn donkey, you're supposed to go get a lamb and kill it? No. No. If uh, if you have... For every firstborn donkey, you're supposed to take a lamb to sacrifice to God and offer, and the Levites get to eat it. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's but what if I said. You, but if you don't redeem your donkey... If you okay. don't, if you don't replace your firstborn donkey with a lamb, then you have to kill the firstborn donkey by right. breaking its neck. 
And it says, redeem all your firstborn sons. So I don't know what you're supposed to do with your firstborn sons. Like if, if, if you have a child, um, and you don't redeem it, I don't know if you're supposed to break its neck. It doesn't say that, but I wouldn't recommend it because it's against laws in probably every country. <laughs> yes, please do not break the necks of your <laughs> nine-day-old babies because you didn't like cut off the tip of their dick and force them into religion fast enough. But here's the important thing. No one is to appear before God empty-handed. So you always have to bring something to give him. Because you know what, though? It, this is interesting. When I was a kid, I was pretty little. Um, I was the only child. My, I don't have any siblings. I don't have any cousins that are anywhere near my age. The next oldest is 13 years. The next youngest is nine years away from me. Um, so I was the only kid. Everywhere I went, like every family member's house I went to, my 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 family, my parents' friends' houses, everybody gave me gifts everywhere I went. So when I was little, I thought that um, everywhere I went, somebody should give me a present. <laughs> so I was like, God. <laughs> but I got in I, trouble because I, I went to my grandmother's house one time and I asked her where my present was and she didn't have one and I got upset and and my mom ended the whole give presents to Casey thing really quick. <laughs> well, you know, um I, I think that you're a little bit less of a diva than God is. So I mean you have that going for you. I don't know. When I was little I was kinda bitchy. <laughs> Some of that, well, some of that stuck around. Well, I mean, this just seems like you know, if you're going to God's house, you need to bring like a, a I don't know, some kind of like a Jello salad or something, but you know, <laughs> made out of like lamb's guts. Ew. Oh no, you don't want to eat the guts. Well, some of them do eat the guts. Actually, we're gonna get to that. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, yes, I don't know what the problem is with my Jello lamb gut idea. Because it sounds horrible. It, well, what, what, <laughs> doesn't this entire thing sound horrible? I mean, the answer is yes. I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> okay. First crops for God do not hold back offerings from your granaries or your vats. Okay, so basically, whatever you grow, uh, first fruits also bring the best of the first fruits from of your soil to the house of the Lord. So your best grains, your best fruit, your best everything, bring it to the bring it to the house of the Lord, the place the Lord has chosen, and. You offer it to God exactly how he tells you to do it. Cause you know, there's ways you have to do it. And if you use the wrong fire, he will fuck you up. And then the Levites get to eat it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I love how it's always the, the Levites, the priests that get to enjoy all of these savory offerings for of the Lord. Yeah. It, it doesn't reek of bullshit in any kind of way. So this, this is another section. This is in Deuteronomy chapter 15 that talks about firstborn animals only. All right. It says set apart for the Lord, your God, every firstborn male of your herds and flocks. Do not put the firstborn of your oxen to work. So, you know, the firstborn son doesn't have to do shit. Um, and do not shear the firstborn of your sheep. Each year, you and your family are to eat them in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose. So in this case, the family actually gets to eat them after they sacrifice them to God in the place that God chooses. However, if an animal has a defect, is lame or blind, or has any serious flaw, you must not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. You can eat that one in your own town, whatever. Just go ahead. We don't, God doesn't want anything that's not perfect, right? 
Okay, so I want everybody to close their eyes and just imagine this. Yes, I'm closing my eyes. You're taking your little deaf, dumb, and blind donkey or (laughs) lamb, whatever, lamb, up there. And the priest just looks at it, looks back at you, and is like, the fuck is this? Mm Mm-hmm. We have standards here for the Lord. <laughs> the fuck is shit out of here. Break its neck or something. Fuck it in the ass before you do it, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if it's not perfect, they don't want it. Um, and then it clarifies here. Yes, you can take the yes, you can take the horn off. You've been good. But keep it close because I know you're not going to keep it that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it does clarify, though, in this passage, you must not eat the blood poured on the ground like water. Which is interesting because blood is life. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I I mean, poured on the ground like water. Why are these fucking desert folk wasting water like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, next section. Laws requiring tithing. Isn't it like pouring out for the homies? Yes. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay, so tithes for priests. Um Now, this is going to go through some of the stuff we've already hit on, so I'm just going to summarize. I'm not going to read it all completely. If you want to go read this particular section about tithes for priests, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. So, um, we already know the priests, the Levites, they have no allotment of the inheritance that the Israelites get, right? They don't get land. They don't get money. They don't get all of the gifts of the soil. They get... Essentially, they do the spiritual work of God and they get a portion of everybody else's shit, right? Which is interesting because then they don't have to do all the farm work. They don't have to do anything. They just have to do spiritual work of God, whatever the fuck that is, sitting on their ass and fucking thumbing each other. And well, I mean, to be quite honest, I, I, we all, you know, there's a lot of people that pay accountants to do all of the book work shit that is required. So, I mean, I can understand that. But I, this is also a case of an invented position. <laughs> <laughs> because they're like, well, fuck, we don't really have Furman skills. What are we going to do? We will speak on behalf of the Lord. You're a genius, Samuel. <laughs> Raise him up to first grade priest because we are going to do this shit, people. <laughs> yeah. So um, the share due to the priest from the people, all right, um, who sacrifice a bull or sheep. Okay, so anybody who sacrifices a bull or sheep to God, they get to keep some of the meat, but this is what they have to give the Levites. The shoulder, the jowls, and the inner parts. Yeah, the the common people get to keep the asshole and stuff. But you know what, though? Besi- I mean, asshole aside, the butt meat on, like, most animals is, like, really good. Because it's the fattiest, right? So it's got all the grain. Yeah, you're. <laughs> he is pre-grabbing for the unicorn horn so he can make a dick joke. Ready? Three, two, one. I, I wonder how good the dick part is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fattest of the meat. <laughs> I love how he did it. Like he he went ahead and grabbed it first. I so I had a I had a boss one time. We are telling a lot of stories this time, but it's fun. We haven't been here for a while. I'm glad to be back. So I had a boss one time who for Lent decided that everyone in the office would give up cussing. Right? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> he decided on our behalf that he, that everyone was gonna give up cussing. And because it was during Lent and he didn't want you to do it, he had a swear jar. 
And every time you said a wordy dirty, you had to put a quarter in the swear jar. So of course I'm the worst offender out of everybody because it's me. And so we started out, I did okay for a little bit, not like great, but like who keeps that many fucking quarters, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) so, So I would go in every single morning put a $5 bill in the swear jar to prepay. And every time I do it, I would be like, here's your fucking payment. And <laughs> there's one. And so like, I would just prepay $5 like every day. And I ended up, we got to have this like giant party, like for the office after Lent because of my swear jar money. <laughs> Did you stand in the middle of the room and was like, I hope y'all fucking like this shit. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway. I would have. I'd been like, you like that fucking Kool-Aid there? <laughs> My money paid for that fucking Kool-Aid. Hey, you over there, you like them cupcakes? You better like them fucking cupcakes. <laughs> so, yeah, story time with Casey. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, there's the ties. Let's move on here because we, have, we, have, we still have a couple other sections here, and we are fucking – we are way – in time, right? Okay, so this goes on and continues to talk about the portion for Levites. Um, and basically, if a Levite moves into your town from another town, um, you have to include him. Then, and, and he ministers in the name of God. You have to include him in your in the benefits of the tithing, and he gets to share equally in that. Um, there is a yearly produce tithe, and you have to set aside a tenth of all that your fields produce each year. Okay, so that's grain, wine, oil, um, everything. Everything that you produce for the year, you have to give a tenth to God. Well, to the Levites, right? So if, this is interesting, I really, really, really like this part. If the place um, that to get to God, because of course God chooses certain places, and if you live too far from there to carry all of the shit, right? Or if you have too much to carry because you've been blessed by God, you can just bring silver instead. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's also a triennial produce tithe. At the end of every three years, you have to bring all the tithes of that year's produce and store it in your towns so that the Levites, who again, we're reminding everybody who have no allotment or inheritance of their own, and the aliens the fatherless and the widows who live in your towns may come and eat and be satisfied so that the Lord, your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. So this is how socialism gets set up right here, right? (laughs) See, everybody says Jesus was a socialist. Well, not everybody, but like people who really understand what Jesus was about say that Jesus was a socialist. But socialism is kind of in the Old Testament too. Like, take care of the fatherless, take care of the widows, take care of the immigrants, right? It's what it says in the Bible. Socialism with Casey. <laughs> okay, so... So, yeah, uh, well, to hit on that, yes, like Republicans, um, I mean, not only are they going against their Old Testament, which w- these would be the moral laws. Well, no, I guess these would be more cultural, maybe, or civil kind of laws. But uh, e- even the good shit in the Old Testament, uh, it, you know, Jesus reinforces that later on. 
they, I mean, they still are like, fuck, fuck all these immigrants and shit. So, I mean, on every account, they both use the Bible to reinforce their bigoted ideals, Mm -hmm. but at the same time... Rejecting. Well, no, the Bible, the Bible totally contradicts what they're saying, but they don't give a fuck because they got Bible. Right. Anyway... Special instructions for conquest. Okay, so when, and this is interesting because it's kind of a little bit of repetition, but when you enter the land the Lord the God has given you as an inheritance and take possession of it and settle, there's probably already going to be trees with fruit and crops in the ground, right? Because you're killing everybody that's there who already has these things set up, right? And you're just taking all their shit. So when you do that, you have to tithe that also. Um, you have to bring in the best the first and the best. You can't eat fruit off the trees or whatever until you you, till you set aside the best for God. Um, dedication for remembrance. You have to declare before the Lord your God. So is that like just going to the temple and like screaming at like the <laughs> altar, declaring something like, I got a 10-inch dick! Well, and he's- like declaring it. <laughs> I'm, keep, I'm keeping my unicorn going. I no, okay, so here's here's what it says. This is if anybody wants to check it out, Deuteronomy twenty six, five through eleven. It says, Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, my father was a wandering Armenian, and then he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians mistreated us and made us suffer, putting us to hard labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice after four hundred years of, you know, slavery. That um, they themselves got themselves into, but that's not here nor there. Yep. Uh, the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and outstretched arm with great terror and miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, the land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil for you, O Lord, have given me. Um, and then you have to put the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. And then the Levites and the aliens rejoice in all the good things and eat your food. Right? Um, and then there's a prayer of thanksgiving. Uh, when you're finished setting aside a tenth of all your produce in the third year, um, then you have to give it to the Levite, the alien, the fatherless, the widow, so that they may eat in your towns and be satisfied. Then you have to say a prayer like, I haven't eaten any of the sacred portion, blah, blah, blah. You have to basically declare that you are doing the right things to everybody. Um, this seems very tedious to be a Jew. Yeah, it, it seems very tedious to be a part. Like, this is ridiculous. So anyway, regarding fruit trees, because we all know we have to have laws about fruit trees or else people will just fuck it up, right? So when you enter the land and plant any kind of fruit tree, regard its fruit as forbidden, all right? You can't eat its fruit. For three years, you are to consider it forbidden. It must not be eaten. In the fourth year, all of its fruit will be holy and offered to God. But in the fifth year, you may eat its fruit, save, of course, the first and the best, right? And in this way, your harvest will be increased. So I find this interesting because if you've ever grown fruit trees, you know when you first plant it, it doesn't produce fruit, right? And even if it does, they're usually like, especially like apples and things, plums and things like that, they're usually like little, really, really hard. They're not edible fruits. They're just not. And... um some fruit trees even can produce those things and they're toxic, right? I did not know that. They can make you sick. Um, so 
you don't want to eat it. So this is just a general rule that like for everybody about trees, because that's how they fucking work, right? It usually takes between three to five years for new trees to produce good fruit for you to eat. And as in the fourth year, when you actually start getting some more fruit, you have to um, thin out the branches so that there are fewer branches on which the fruit can grow. So more water and nutrients go to those and it doesn't have to be so spread out that you have essentially inedible fruit on your trees. Right. Yeah. So this is just how you fucking grow fruit. This is really not like <laughs> any, anyway. Well, obviously nobody knew how to grow, grow fruit until the Lord told them without any kind of explanation as to why he's doing it. The Lord told them because they never grew, grew, grew fruit before. Well, I mean, obviously. Shh. Okay. And nobody before them grew fruit. That's the important part here. Right. Nobody Christ- before the Jews grew fruit. Jews invented fruit. They did. <laughs> banana man. <laughs> Christians invented bananas and strawberries. Oh, I thought that was God. No. Well, no. Um, so the next section, laws of the Sabbath, and this is the last section, I think. Yeah. So this is the last section. So we're going to kind of go through it and it has a lot of repetitive stuff because no fewer than 12 times throughout the, um, uh, giving of the laws was the Sabbath mentioned no fewer than 12 times. Okay. So the Sabbath is really fucking important. Don't fuck it up. Jews. Well, and this is Jews specifically because Christians have the same thing, but it's on a different day and they kind of use that from the Jews. Anyway, so this is the the point of the Sabbath, if you don't, if you're not familiar with it, is to promote continual remembrance and um, provide occasions periodically for formal worship of God, right? There are various special days, months, and years that are set aside for certain celebrations and devotion. Okay. So the first and foremost day of worship is the Sabbath. Um, and it's symbolic of the day upon which God rested after creation and a reminder that no day of rest was given when the Israelites were slaves in Egypt. So it's a gift to them because they didn't they never rested when they were slaves and symbolic of the world was created in 6 days and on the 7th day the lord rested okay i just think that it's part of a good work week to rest yeah, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying i don't want to work 6 days you know what i've had a hard enough time the past few weeks working a full 5 day week I haven't done it in a month. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, in some aspects, you could say that, I mean, we went a good, like, what, two weeks working every single day of the week. So, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you know, with the Faithless Forum and everything like that, everything we had to do to get ready for that. I mean, well, yeah. We, yeah. And, I mean, it was different work, but it was still work that we had to do. Oh, yeah, but GE work is like GE work, Faithless Forum work. That's work that, like, I want to do. You know? Are, are you yeah. your, your pre-dick joke in here? Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so laws of the Sabbath. Um, they are in Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but on the seventh is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. 
on it you shall do no work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your man or maidservant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your other animals, no alien within your gates, so that your manservant and maidservant may rest as you do. Remember, you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. Okay. Um, it is also a symbol of the covenant between the Israelites and God. Um, because of, we already kind of hit on that, the heavens and the earth, God created it in six days and rested on the seventh. So that's a, that's a covenant between the Israelites and God. This just kind of seems like they're having to like justify giving one day off a week with something biblical. Yeah. You know, it just, it's like, well, we should really give them one day off. Well, we can't just say this shit. It's got to come from the Lord. Remember what would that fuck say? Well, and it's not just about (laughs) giving them a day off of rest either. It's also about the next verse in Leviticus talks about observe my Sabbath and have reverence for my sanctuary. So it's a way to get the people to the sanctuary to preach to them on a weekly basis. So they do not forget the things that they're supposed to do. They do the things you want them to do and they bring your money and your food. Cause you know, Levi's got to eat. So the next part is a day for holy convocation. Um, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, he's talking, God's talking to Moses here. Um, These are my appointed feasts and the appointed feasts of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. And then goes into six days, seven days, blah, blah, blah. Also, you are not allowed to light a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath. So you can't cook anything and you can't light a fucking candle. You're going to be sitting there in darkness and starve to fucking death. Can, can you imagine like a, a total dad joke in that, in the, in the house on that day? It's like, <laughs> don't make me a lot of fire under your ass. And then the son would be like, aha, then I'd kill you. <laughs> right. Um, you're also not allowed to plow on the Sabbath. So no fucking right. Oh, here comes here comes the unicorn horn. You ready? <clears throat> well, um, I certainly break the Sabbath every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're also not allowed to harvest any of your fields on the Sabbath. Well, what what if you have like an infestation of some shit? And it's like, That's well, what we harvesting got harvesting means, huh? That's not what harvesting means. It means like you can't go fucking collect your tomatoes. No, that I know, I know that's what that means. But oh. what I'm saying is, is that there's an infestation of things and uh, like insects or something, and it's either you lose the entire crop or you go and harvest them now. And it's Sunday. That is Saturday. The f- or Saturday, sorry, Jewy day. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and and so you're in a conundrum. Do I go and harvest and die, or do I let my crops die? <laughs> you let your crops die and trust that God will provide. God is there not are gonna... no exceptions. There are no exceptions. Well, except for Jesus. No, there are no exceptions to the Sabbath. <laughs> All right. So, the next, which we're going to get into right now, because death for the breach of the Sabbath. If the Sabbath is holy to God, so if you do any work, if you desecrate it, if you do anything, um, and even in fact, I don't think women are allowed to go outside on the Sabbath. I think that's earlier. Um, That would make a lot of sense. (laughs) um, And whoever does it has to be put to death. So, then... 
In numbers, we actually get a case of punishment, all right? So we have an example. Again, I love how the laws are like, do this shit, don't do this shit, and if you do this shit, this is what will happen. Also, here's a story about when it happened to somebody else, so don't fuck it up because we've already done it. So it says, while the Israelites were in the desert, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron in the whole assembly, and they kept him in custody because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, the man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord commanded. So we started today with stoning. We ended the day with stoning. So basically, don't break God's laws or you will be put to death. Well, I mean, that that's part of the Jewish faith. I mean, you've got to rule... Um, on threat of death because yeah. otherwise, how the fuck else are you going to have a religion? I mean, am I right? That's what God does. Yeah. So why shouldn't we do it? I'm just saying, guys. Let's <laughs> threaten people with death now. Um. So next time we are going to go over the special feast. Um. And and we're going to talk about the different feasts that are appointed in this in the specific names for feasts and their observance. Um, so we're going to talk about Passover and the feast of unleavened bread, uh, the feast of weeks, which is harvest and or fi- first fruits, um, the feast of trumpets, um, the day of atonement, uh, and the feast of the tabernacles. So we're going to talk about those, and it even tells Jews or Israelites when to do these, like the specific, you know, this number month, this number day. Like, it, it's really specific. Well, if I know anything about Jews, being specific is one of those things that they just are. <laughs> They're well organized. <laughs> and they keep track of things. And know how to throw a party. <laughs> and keep uh, on budget when they throw the party uh, yes definitely <laughs> had to work that in uh so anyways heathens uh i hope that you guys enjoyed this extra long episode for our return to the bible podcast i know i did and uh hopefully we'll have some uh, good shit here soon you know what i do want to give a special shout out that i gave on twitter that's to the flat earthers yeah. Okay. My patrons, all you guys out there, I love you. You guys got us to Dallas and got us, you know, a hotel room in Dallas and everything like that. Y'all, y'all really made Faithless Forum happen for us per personally. Yeah. But it's the flat earthers that are buying me a DSLR camera so I can do a <laughs> high definition debunk of their bull bullshit ideas. <laughs> so I w- I just want to give that shout out. But yeah. seriously, the patrons, we love you guys. We appreciate it. We uh, like. I the- lost a patron this month. I had three. Now I have two. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I I. I really only know about losing patrons whenever like the month is up because I have to go into Patreon because I suck as a Patreon creator. Oh, it's just easy for me to tell because I only had three and one of them is you. So now I have... (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, I don't know what happened. It's okay, though. It's fine. I don't have a problem. I just have the Patreon just because, I don't know, it was a thing to do. But, um... Yeah, so I just I happen to notice because I have so few. If you want to see the podcast continue, please donate to (laughs) KC on Patreon. (laughs) 
No, but seriously, as far as the Patreon stuff goes, that helps us put on things like Faithless Forum and do other things like that. Donate to various charities, mm-hmm. everything. I don't have like I know Vice Rhino does like a set amount of his uh, of stuff that or money that he gets off his channel to a charity, but I like mine to be a bit more organic. So like whenever like something comes up for somebody like that needs money in the community or something like that. Yeah, um, or like like we did that um we did the event for um for we i mean we've done charity events with bible reloaded and um didn't gm skeptic do a charity thing for his 10,000 oh yeah that was a charity thing we did the charity thing with um david smalley for the 24 hour podcast around christmas so yeah when stuff like that comes up we always make sure to take part yep and, uh, you know, uh, various times throughout the year, there's actually a Mormon, an ex-Mormon documentary uh, that that people were trying to make. And uh, I donated like 40 bucks to that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We, we've oh. got an invitation to go and see the movie they're making in Denver if we want to. We do? Well, yeah, that's I love of- how he tells me things. When is it? Denver's really nice. And not in the winter. Tell me it's not in the winter. Well, yeah, it'll, it'll be later on this year, mm-hmm. like in the winter. Oh, no, why would you do something in it's Denver like, in the winter? Well, I don't know. I was donating money just to donate money so that they could make their movie. Oh no, I got it. I'm just saying like I'm just saying like the premiere of it is supposed to be I think like in November maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. There's going to be like 8 feet of snow on the ground. Maybe. Mm. We don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh so I mean that's one of the things that I've donated to. I know uh back when there was that one Janine Geiger uh thing the the battered women uh oh, yeah. thing I, that, we, was we, that the thing that Doc Hackenslash yeah, did? Yeah. yeah, that Doc Hackenslash. Well, I mean, we, we've done things like that with the Patreon money yeah. and whatnot. Just so that you guys know, in case any patrons are actually listening to this end part of it, that's where the money goes along with you know helping make GE better in general. So, but um, so I bought you- I bought the unicorn horn with my own money. Um, actually, no, we'll say this. A patron bought it because I bought it at Dollar Tree. So it was a dollar. So boo, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you for your dollar. It went to buying GE's unicorn horn. <laughs> Well, I mean, considering that ten, you get ten bucks from me every month. It could have been my dollar, but we'll say that it's boo. It's boo. I, I'm not a patron of yours. I know. I'm giving you money. No, I know. I'm just saying for anybody who wonders, I, I'm not a patron of GE. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, heathens, we hope that you enjoyed today. Uh, I know we did, and I uh, I hope you guys will come back next week. Oh, this is my part. I totally forgot that Like, I do the end thing, right? Don't forget, guys, to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all. 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 Heathens. Bye, y'all.